You are now listening to The Burn One for Ricky Fantasy Football League Presented by Your girl Lisa Ann the Burn One for Ricky podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kribda, here with my co-host, Jack Tomas. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Nice little afternoon pod for you. Yeah, the rare afternoon pod. I don't think we've done one before. Usually we record like 7, 8 o'clock, but it's the holidays in the corporate world, and that means that me and Jack are basically off today, um, even though we're not. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a new world for me, being in the corporate world, uh, just looking at the emails coming, but uh, I think there's also like a little, uh, like a very good idea as well. Uh, we're used to recording um, in the morning for you guys, but if you're on your way back home, you're going to be starting off the holiday with a nice burn on for Ricky Pods. So uh, yeah, good way to start off the holiday. Yeah, maybe you're traveling. I know Tim just got in last night and Bob's probably traveling to like uh, I think Leah's family might be Tennessee. Maybe I thought it was Colorado. I thought I don't know, uh, dude. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> well, maybe Bob's traveling too. Everyone's traveling, so we, you'll get like a good hour of like me and Jock's voices. So you're welcome. Merry Christmas. That's therapeutic for you all. Uh, all right, we got some. I think we should start off with like some of the segments we talked about earlier, and then we can talk about last week, um, and then we'll talk about this week and. I guess maybe like a next week preview or what, what implications have for next week. Um, but first thing I want to talk about is um, this year's losers punishment is the chore man. If, if Xander is the house man, Joe has become the chore man. Um, the losers punishment this year, obviously was that last place um, has to do a chore for every burn one owner. So that means there's 15 other owners besides uh, Joe who will be receiving one chore I love this idea. Uh, I think it's going to be funny watching Joe do tours, chores, and I think there's a lot of creativity in the chores that have been brought up already. Yeah, I think so too. The only thing I am concerned about it is like actually making him doing it, considering he didn't even put up like a poster, which is like a really like that was the easy pun- one. Yeah, that was like a very easy punishment. So I'm just hoping he's going to be like. I just hope he does it because I feel like this is like such a great league with like great competition. But once it comes to the losers bracket, it's just goes ghost. So um, we it definitely does. need to we definitely need to force this. Like this is this is a must for our league. That this is where we and need I, to improve pretty much. Yeah, I think that's like that's a really good point. Like I put up the fat head in twenty nine. No, 2020. It's still up. I've moved and put it back up in my new place. Maybe I'll take it to Utah too. I don't know. It's a good looking poster, <laughs> but like, dude. Yeah, it's and Sauce bought Joe's. Sauce also bought the poster of Bob for Joe. Oh my like god! Like he bought a second copy and Joe never put it up. So like, <laughs> Joe's Joe's kind of on the shit list, and I hope to see him. I don't know. We've talked about having everybody park their car in a parking lot, and Joe has to wash all of them while we just sit there and like drink and we're like hang out um james brought up the idea of maybe doing it at a tailgate which would be hilarious oh my um, god <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that would be amazing just cracking bruce watching joe oh my god could you imagine just him was watching us drink he's not allowed to don't i don't even want him smoking a cig while he does it because i know he's going to go through a pack just washing all of our cars so we got to take the cigs <laughs> away we got to take the beer away he just got to do it sober kevin said he wants a full car detail so 
Look, I put it this way. Like, even if, like, we all don't get, like, our cars lined up to do it, he could either wash my car, do it like that, or he could give me money to go get my car washed, whatever. I don't even give a shit. You, He's just got to figure it out. I, I love you, no. Joe. I promise. <laughs> no? No? The manual labor is what makes it funny. You can go get one of those, like, car washes up at the place on Ridge in Old Bethlehem for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah, I, like, I, I know, I, but, I mean, I, if – I want it to get done somehow, and if he's really going to push out, I'll be like, whatever, I'll take the lame way out. But I do want that manual labor just to like have that satisfaction. I, I agree with you. No, another idea was that uh, Sauce was talking about having Joe lay concrete. <laughs> oh, my God. James said uh, someone give him an outrageous shopping list, and that would be hilarious, like something at the grocery store. Yeah, something. Um, we, yeah, we definitely need to uh, make that known make it, and make sure it just gets done. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I, Joe kind of, and this is kind of the next topic, but like Joe's had a falling from grace in the last few years. Um, when him and Sauce were together, they were like pretty consistently pretty good. I think they finished like second a couple times. They finished in third a couple times. Yeah. Never actually won it. But last year they combined to go two and 12. And um, this year Joe went three and 11. So he's five and 23 in the last two years and sauce went four and 10. So he's six and 22 in the last two years. Like that's, it's a, it's an, I guess like notable falling from grace for those two who aren't used to being shitty. Well, I'll say this, the consistency is there. Um, they seem to like, follow, they followed each other in their standings their first year off. Um, it was just kind of rough for them both. Um, Sauce just like, it, it wasn't the ideal year for Jonathan Taylor. So Sauce, thank you for doing that. Cause I remember draft day, I was super pissed off about it. Um, <laughs> not like necessarily, he didn't really, yeah, Kyle Pitts kind of flopped for him too. And that's a shame. And then as for Joe, um, just, it, it was a rough year for him. He was really hype on Russell Wilson. That didn't necessarily work out. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he does, he kind of got his job taken over by Jamal Williams. And, um, yeah, just – and, and also about Joe, and we were saying this draft day, he drafts the same team. Like, do you remember, Kriv, he took – I forget who he took, but I go, I bet the next pick he takes is James Robinson. What do you know, dude? James fucking Robinson, dude. That's exactly what I was just going to talk about. It's like Sauce kind of did the same too. Like Sauce has Chuba Hubbard, Robbie Anderson, um, Hunter Renfro. I think he had last year. Maybe Miles Sanders too. But then like you look at Joe and he's got uh, Tyler Lockett, which is historically always one of their players. True. I feel like Marvin Jones Jr. is a t- shaking True. Player. That's who it was. It went, it went Marvin Jones and then it went James Robinson. And we all started crackers. <laughs> Russell Wilson, like they basically drafted the same guys. But with that being said, all of these guys are mostly out of their prime and like, like getting older. So like maybe that's why they've kind of both not done so hot the last two years now. Yeah, I agree too. And I mean, another thing like I was checking out too, it's like they're both getting scored on a bunch. Um, Sauce almost had 1700 points scored on him. Joe, not necessarily like that much, like, Key, like Kiefer and Joe have more points scored against them, and Joe's only at like one thousand six hundred, uh, one thousand six hundred sixteen. So it's just a matter of Joe not being able to put up points, and it was just a rough year. So hopefully, a bounce back is uh, due next year. We'll see, though. Yeah, both two good personalities for the league. It would really have sucked to see both of them go re- uh, to the relegation league, like like t- to go down into the B division if we would have done that this year, um, right? But it would have been pretty funny. 
they're, I mean, and they're probably going to like be hearing this in the beginning of the chat. Be like, well, I'm turning this fucking podcast off. They're just talking shit about me the whole episode. I promise it's going to get better. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, all right. So the next segment, we called it the drought four. Um, no playoffs for Matt or Wayne since 2018. The two longest droughts for playoffs in uh, the burn one league right now. So Matt won the league in 2018 um, and then pieced. And then Wames didn't even draft his own team that year. That was the Alexis team. So Wames hasn't drafted his own team that made playoffs since 2017. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of wild because I was pretty hyped on James's team to start. Um, the Cam Akers thing, that was such a surprise opening night, him just not being out there to start. And it's weird because he's like the team isn't necessarily as good, but he's been getting touches and actually like getting some decent playing time. So um so that's been working out but he doesn't even have him anymore um jerry judy was just a bust i was high on him too um yeah just not a good um not a good year for weems and as for matt um i was thinking about this so him and richard named their uh named their uh, team name points 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 and what i was noticing in the draft is they were doing it based off the scoring last year and their project, uh, projections for this year. And something that I've heard Matt say repeatedly is that projections don't mean shit. So um, <laughs> you got to kind of wonder, maybe they do mean a little something to Matt. So, well, Matt and Richard's team, I look at it right now and like, I don't love it. It's funny that they scooped Cam Akers up, though, after Wames was so high on him going into the yep. season. I remember watching that. I think the Rams opened on Monday night or maybe Thursday night. Yeah, this it was year. Thursday night. Yeah, I guess. But the watching, Bills. yeah, watching Cam Akers like get. I think he had three carries for zero yards. It was so funny. Yeah, because <laughs> I took everyone him. Was freaking out. Yeah, because I took him in some leagues too. That was my second round draft pick. Luckily, I made playoffs in those leagues. But like, I'm watching this, thinking, okay, I'm I'm just waiting. When's it gonna happen? And it literally never did. And until now, in this part of the season, but. um but, yeah, it's just funny to see how that ended up working out. Now Matt and Richard have them. Matt and Richard also had some injuries. Darren Waller, who, I mean, we got into it a little in the group chat. Yep. Um, he's been on IR for most of the season since week – let's see, he was on IR from week 6 to 15. Um, so I guess he came back last week. And then Lamar Lamar came out firing this year. 26, yep. 51, 45 to open the season. Then he didn't crack 25 points – Again, except for two weeks, let's see. Yeah, week eight and week 12. So, like, I don't know. He blew it a little early. Lamar did. But, I mean, that's still a good draft pick. They got to get some receivers around Lamar Jackson. Though. Yeah, they do. It's it's rough. And they were talking about that today on um, on first take. Like, I mean, I think Rashad Bateman has, like, a really bright future. But, I mean, aside from him and I, uh, who was it? Mark Andrews, they don't really have like anyone, anyone else. I mean, you can say J.K. Dobbins, but that's just the backfield. Yeah, they definitely need to make a change. Um, it's funny because, <laughs> and they're gonna get pissed at me for bringing this up. They wanted to trade me Lamar Jackson and Brandon Cooks for Amari Cooper, Olave, and someone else too. And I kept telling them like, no, I can't do that. And they kept making it seem like they were getting ripped off. And I'm like, nah, man, like I'm not doing it. And now look how uh, the tables uh, have turned. Yeah, Matt was sending me some trades that were a little suspect too at the time. But again, good good addition to the league. I love having Richard in there because he brings in some great content. Yep, um, yeah, yeah, he definitely does, and Matt brings the fire. <laughs> yeah, the classroom video was 
absolutely fantastic. And yep. I know Matt's always going to have an opinion on something, whether it's something I agree with or disagree with. Like we need more opinionated people in the league or more people that want to like speak up because I think like what makes this league fun is like, whether you're shit talking or you're just like having conversation, like I like going to the group me and just seeing people are talking about fantasy like day in, day out during the fantasy season. So like, like I, I would like more of that. I know, like you said, like, does everybody realize it's the semis this week? Cause nobody was saying shit in there all week. Well, yeah, I kept checking the chat cause like I was kind of like, I was on my laptop. I was just like, go and just like mess around like on Twitter. I'm like going to group chat. Okay. No one said anything that night comes around. I still don't see anything. And then this morning I go in it's so quiet. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on, everybody? Like, it's the semis, but like, I understand because like a lot, of, like, a majority of teams are like, there's not really a point to it. But I mean, still, like, it's it's like getting towards the end of the season. Like, you got to be like in some other leagues where you're at least so, like a little farther than where you are in this league. I mean, I would imagine, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's been quiet, but I don't know. We'll say maybe we can just start engaging. Maybe the podcast will bring people to life because I know yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. More fun when the pod exists. Um, yeah, it, it's just hard, man. Bad, like we're like we're no, no, man. We're just busy. Like we're fucking like we're just doing <laughs> we're doing our thing, man. And when it comes to the end of the day, we're just tired. Like like it is what it is. The pod definitely makes it more fun, but I mean, we're just adulting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. Next thing I want to talk about: a couple notable uh, streakers this year. The first is Burn One's Moses. Uh, Dylan, in his first solo year as a Burn One owner since, um, I don't know, maybe 2014 or 2015. Yeah, um, I believe 14, yeah. Starts out 0-4. Exactly. So this like 0-4 start was actually kind of brutal. He lost to Joey G by four points. Then he lost to Kevin by two points. Um, got beat up on by Matt and Rich. And then lost to Anal Raiders by three points, less than three points. So yeah. starting off 0-4 was tough for Dill. 1-2 um, lost to, but then to make a push towards the end for playoffs, he won five straight. Giving him a week 14 win and in type of deal where he just had to win and he out to, had to outscore me by one point because he was up one point on me going into the last week of the season. Once again, loses to previous co-owner Kevin which is, I think, so funny that Kevin beat him twice, and that's the reason Dylan's not in the playoffs. Yeah, it um, is. And then Dill got bounced around by Matt um, last week in the first round of the consolation bracket. But Dill also dropped 131, which would have won him some games in the first round of the playoffs, too. He's going to have that, like, Wayne's excuse again. It's a shame, too, because... I'm looking at Dill's team now, and he has some guys that could, like, seriously ball out for, like, a playoff schedule. Um, his wides, um, Devontae Adams, Amin Ra, and then Terry McLaurin, um, that's just, like, a dangerous triple threat right there. So I, I really like that. Ramadre Stevenson came to his own, especially, like, going later in the season when he took over the job from Damian Harris. Um I think the Bucs have an easy schedule, too, and he has Tom Brady. So, yeah, like the final two games is a joke for Tom Brady, and I think he can really pick it up towards the end of the year. Plus McKinnon, too. Jarek McKinnon's getting a lot of touches. So, um, sorry, Dill. This probably doesn't make it any easier for you. Um, but <laughs> next year, man, uh, Dill really came out. Uh, he put up like a big fight. It's just a shame it didn't work out his way in the end. Yeah, I'm looking at the um, draft this year and, like, who put Dylan picked up. Um Hold on, I just had it up. Okay, here it is. So Dylan went Devontae Adams, Leonard Fournette. And Fournette kind of fell off a little bit, but he was solid. 
Um, Devontae oh, yeah, for- Adams at nine was pretty good, though. Like, he was yeah. the fourth wide receiver taken. Yeah, I I just I, I can't take wides in the first round. I just especially like with how running backs are, and like you guys know, I'm a huge running back guy. But I was going Eckler like regardless there. Um, but yeah, like where Dylan was at, it was kind of like a tough situation. It's like okay, do I take like a mid like tier like like a mid tier like a running back, or do I take like one of the best wide receivers in his position? I understand why he did what he did with Devontae. Yeah, agreed. And I, I don't think it was a wrong move. Um, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams was a little bit of a toss-up going into this year. You know, new team, um, new quarterback. It's always kind of a toss-up in those situations. But right. I am just looking at this. Um, damn, Dill went really wide receiver heavy. He went Devontae Adams, Leonard Fournette, then Terry McLaurin, Oman Ross St. Brown. Um, but, but besides the point, what I was going to say is <laughs> – the first tight end taken off the board, do you know who it was? Like overall or like overall? Yeah. Wasn't it Mark Andrews? Yeah, Xander went Mark Andrews. And in then the second. Travis Kelsey went later to Tim in the second. Oh, geez, yeah. That's like a huge like hindsight 2020 type thing. Right. But um, that could have changed both of their seasons because Tim has been heavily relying on Travis Kelsey to score 20 a week, which he's been doing, but. Yeah, um, Mark and, Andrews is not. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know. I was in the drafts like I was in. I kind of make a priority to um to take a tight end, and I was going Mark Andrews more just because I'm like, okay, that's like Lamar's guy, and like he like ranked number one last year, so I'm thinking that. And you honestly can't go wrong with it. But now, like with Lamar being out, it makes you like regret it if you took Mark Andrews over Travis Kelsey. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, other streaker we have. Crane actually had a pretty nice bounce back this year. What a year, um, man. Freaking went to the his, bottom all the way to a playoff spot. Really? Like, seriously, in the bottom. So his first two weeks he started out he, – he got outscored his first two weeks about once – let's see here, 170 to 270. So he got, like, beat up, basically outscored by 100 points in the first two weeks combined. Um 280, 110 points or so, but trades Justin Jefferson, gets a win against Joey G in week three, drops four out of the next five to bring himself to two and six uh, at week eight. Rattles off one, two, three, four, five, six in a row to get into the playoffs, including two wins over me, um, a win over you, a win over Tim. Um, So like pretty notable wins in that six game run. Oh, sorry, he lost you. I totally looked at that wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I thought I beat him. Over Tim. Yeah. Um, uh, loses to Tim in the first round of the playoffs. Tim scored 154, which was, I don't know where that ranks as far as Tim scores on the season, but it has to be like one of the highest. Yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, we're not putting up at. 200 anymore. So, like, you see something like that, it's that's like kind of like the new high, like for this league. Yeah, it was Tim's highest scoring week, but yeah. still a pretty commemorable run for Crane, who. We're gonna. I would like to do a burn one award show, and Crane, I think, could be in conversation for owner of the year, or maybe comeback owner of the year. We could make that an award. But I think comeback, conversation. I think comeback would definitely be more suitable. Um, it, it's so like it sucks, man, because every year I draft, I'm thinking Keenan Allen, especially for PPR as well. Him not having Keenan Allen for all that time, I mean, he made playoffs so like it worked out. And Keenan Allen coming back helped him for that playoff run. But could you imagine what would have been if he had him for, like, the whole year? 
Oh yeah, been a, a healthy been a whole different show would have been sick. It would have been a whole different show, exactly. Yeah, it would have been a game changer for Crane, and I mean that happens. It's happened to me two years straight. Before, well, even a little bit this year, where your first round pick goes down, and you're like kind of fucked. But right. um, it worked out for Crane. Made it to the playoffs. I would consider this this season a success for him after how it started. So. Yeah, that's what happens when you uh, blackout uh, draft. <laughs> I think I, I, think I actually we'll, love that. <laughs> I think we all do, as long as you're not the one that's blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. We talked about Matt and Richard. Um, I guess we can kind of get into this week's playoff. Well, let's look at last week first. Um, all right. So last week, you know, let's take a pause here. Let's let's take a commercial break. All right, commercial break. Get us some. Sim- Hey girl, I got something real important to give you. So just sit down and listen. Girl, you know we've been together such a long, long time. Such a long time. And now I'm ready to lay it on the line. Wow, you know it's Christmas and my heart is open wide. Gonna give you something so you know what's on my mind. What's on my mind. A gift real special. So take off the top. Take a look inside. Is my dick in a box? It's in a box. Not gonna get you a diamond ring. That sort of gift don't mean anything. Not gonna get you a fancy car. Girl, you gotta know you're my shining star. Gonna get you a house in the hills A girl like you needs something real Wanna get you something from the heart Something special, girl It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, babe It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, girl Fifteen recap, the first round of the playoffs. Um, we had three matchups, um, and just kind of to com- explain the f- the format a little bit, what we did this year was obviously expanded to fourteen teams. Um, we took the one seed and gave him a buy. Seeds two through six were given to the rest of the top six records in the league, and then the seventh seven. seed. Two, oh, yeah, well, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right, so, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> My fault. <laughs> we good. The seventh seed was given to – it was a wild card spot. So whoever had the most points scored out of the last eight teams got in. So basically what happened this year is it didn't – it wasn't any different. Like like I would have gotten in as the seventh seed whether it was by record. Um, Crane would have gotten in as – I guess I would have gotten in as the sixth seed. I can't remember if Crane had a better record than me. But either way, I remember looking at it. There was no like outlier that like showed up late and scored a ton of points but had a shitty record and would have gotten in anyway. Um, but I will say I'm in one league where we did the same format in a 14-team league, and the 10 seed got in and then won in the first round of the playoffs and is now facing Jalen Hurts or whoever had Jalen Hurts. Oh, so we might be looking at a scenario where the 10 seed is now getting in to the championship, which would be like – you know that's kind of why we do it. It's interesting. It's a it's a different concept. And uh, during draft day, I was like kind of against it, but I'm like, you know what? Like whatever. Like it's just another uh, 
it's something just to uh, it's like we switch it up. It's something new. Try it out. Um, it just brings more intensity to the league. I thought you would be for it because you're always the one getting fucked over. You score a ton of points, but like you always like lose games for weird reasons. Like I don't know. I'm usually like I don't know. Like I'm always like fifty fifty in. I'm like down to like what the crowd does, but um, just like looking back on it, like once like we got done everything, I'm like you know what? It's like a cool like little like wild card spot. So, um, but yeah, I'm for it moving forward. Uh, like moving forward, especially because yeah, you're right. I do put up a shit ton of points. <laughs> Yeah, like even this year, you you led the league in points scored, but yeah. didn't have the one seed. We finished as like the five seed. Uh, I finished as right? the four, the four seed. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, looking at the playoff bracket, so let's let's look at that real quick. Um, let me see where did I find that scoreboard playoff bracket. <clears throat> so one seed was Bob. Bob finished the season at least the regular season. Um, at eleven and three, I believe, and that actually ten and four. Bob, ten and four. Okay, so Bob now over the last two years in the regular season is eighteen and ten, but if you count playoffs, he sits at twenty one and ten because he finished eight and six last year in the regular season, but then obviously won three games in the championship. Um, so Bob took his bye. Then the four and the five, Jock, you were the four playing Anal Raiders, who was the five, both eight and six finishers. Yep. The three was Tim Green. He was nine and five, playing Crane at eight and six. And then the two seed, Joey G, 10 and four against me, uh, who was seven and seven. I was actually hoping that I would play Joey G looking at the like top to bottom lineup just because um, Joey G only scored, I think he was like eighth in points scored for the regular season. Let's see. Oh, he was seventh in points scored, six twelve. So, like, I wasn't super high on his team, but at the end of the day, like ten and four is still a pretty solid record. So, oh, yeah, I wasn't 100%. like going into the thing in a cakewalk. I was just like, oh, I think I'd rather play Joe than like some of the other guys. Yeah, hundred percent. And like looking back on uh, like your guys' matchup, um, for starters, it kind of um, it's a shame losing Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. So that like hurt Joey G moving forward. Um, Leaving AJ Dillon on the bench, um, where he could have put him in over Rashad White, uh, that's that hurts. And then there were games where Joey G was starting Justin Fields a lot over uh, Justin Herbert. Um, this uh, previous week, he started Herbert against Tennessee. He put up close to fifteen, and then uh, Fields against the Birds put up twenty-eight. Um, if he makes that switch with Fields and Dillon in the lineup, that's a win for him. And Crib, you're not alive anymore, but. Um, well, Thank then God I, for that. Yeah, he would have won by one point, and then that Brian oh, Robinson really? touchdown that got called back becomes a lot more of an issue with me. Yeah. Like, I don't know for those of you guys who saw that, but like the commander's lineup on the one-yard line, Terry McLaurin points to the ref to indicate that he's on the ball. The ref like points back at him. Terry gives him a thumbs up, and then the ref threw a flag saying Terry wasn't on the line. So that negated a Brian Robinson rushing touchdown, which would have given me about six more points. Um but like that, if I, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's like, it's not a big deal now, but like that would have been an issue with me. Oh, a hundred percent. We're hitting up ESPN. We're hitting up the NFL being like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. What, <laughs> how, how are you going to correct this? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> what are you man? doing to fix this? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, it was a good fight from Joey G watching Josh Allen go for 44 in the snow was just fantastic. 
Oh, Friarmuth went for zero for me, which I wasn't really like. Like Friarmuth isn't Mitch Trubisky's guy. I don't know if Mitch Trubisky's ever had a guy at tight end, but Kenny Pickett likes Friarmuth a lot. So Kenny Pickett's playing this week, and I hope that helps my case. Adam Thielen didn't have a target until like the fourth quarter, so that had yeah. me super skeptical, and then he scored a touchdown late. Um, so still trying to figure out what to do with him this week. And then, enough to make a difference, that's for sure. I mean, and it's funny because like it literally came in the fourth quarter where you're like, "Great, Thielen was a waste of a start." All of a sudden, he gets three catches, forty yards, and a touchdown. Like, talk about like just it's funny because we're thinking it's garbage time, then they come back and win. Yeah, yeah, seriously, and that was pretty cool. Uh, it was a great game too. But yeah, it was. One thing that was nice about my lineup, and I don't remember the last time I've been able to say this, was like I had Aaron Jones, Jamar Chase, Adam Thielen. Uh, Corderell scored, I think. Yeah, he did. Like, all of those guys scored a touchdown. Brian Robinson had a touchdown, taken off the board for bullshit. But, like, my guys scored touchdowns this week. And I think when you get to the fantasy playoffs, you need guys who are going to score touchdowns. Yeah, 100%. That's when you have to start looking at the schedule, um, just heading into the playoffs and everything like that, too. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, they were scoring for you big time. Yeah, well, I'm on to the next round. Um, Honorable fight, Joey G. Next game is Jock, Coach Shea, and the Beans against the Animal Raiders. <laughs> you snuck by with a three-point win here. Yeah. Um, at, at any point, were you nervous in this? Um. So, yeah, I was. So, leading up to the um, the 4 o'clock games, and I was going back and forth all Saturday thinking, all right, is it Mike Evans or is it Christian Watson? And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to start. Like Watson probably has a better matchup, but like Mike Evans is due. Um, I get to the bar. Um, I get to the bar like where like Nicole's at. I'm like, I'm putting Mike Evans in. I literally sub Mike Evans in at 424. And I tell the guy, I'm like, can you please put on the game? And it was kind of like a more like a, like an upscale, like hipster type of vibe. So the guy's like, yeah, like sports. I'm like, dude, fuck off. It's fantasy playoffs. So I'm watching this whole, <laughs> so I'm watching this whole game, like freaking out the bar and like loving it. And everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. But overall, that was the best decision to make. Plus, I didn't have to wait going into Monday night to know if like I was going to win or lose. Thank God I made this decision, though, because Christian Watson did not – like, he would have lost me the game if I kept him in. But it was just, a like, a huge performance, too. But, oh, another scenario. Justin Jefferson going down twice in that game had me shitting my pants. And then he just goes off, man. Dude, this guy's a unit. That is literally the best fucking thing that happened to me this year. So, uh, shout-out, Xander. Yeah, I remember, like, texting Xander and be like, should I just send Jock the trophy now? Because, like – like it really looked like you were. I mean, your team is very good. It looked like it was even more stacked because I think Amari yeah. was kind of playing a little bit better at the time. Yeah, he but was. George Kittle also coming out and having twenty six. Is that his season high? Um, I will. yeah, it is. He's only been in the twenties twice this year, but yeah, I would um, imagine it was a big game for Kittle. And who would have thought that Brock Purdy is able to keep that train rolling over in San Fran? Yeah, I hope that continues to go, too. I mean, um, schedule, I think, like, Washington, that's, like, kind of, like, iffy in a way. But then Week 17, it's the Raiders, and their defense is kind of, like, known for being ass. So, 
Um, I hope Kittle keeps it going. Um, and yeah, honestly, I, and I know Bob's going to hate me talking about this, but Austin Eckler, baby, put, he barely puts up any rushing yards, but he just brings in those catches, man. And <laughs> he is the PPR machine. He is, dude. That's why, like, I'm. <laughs> everyone was like Eckler too. I go, what are you talking about, Eckler too? I'm like, that's that's the pick. Well, I think Eckler. Yeah, I I thought he was a great pick at two. Yeah. Um, looking at. Hibbs and Kiefer's lineup, they left a lot of points on the bench. Jahan Dotson yeah. had 21 oh on the bench. Latavius Murray with Latavius Murray with 24. Um, and, I mean, Dodson over Brandon Ayuk gets them the game, gets them the win, but I probably would have started Ayuk too because uh, Debo was out, right? Yeah, he was. And, honestly, Jahan Dotson's been so inconsistent this year, and Ayuk has been turning it up, especially after last game for uh, Brock Purdy's first game. He put up, he got a decent amount of targets, so you're thinking, okay, against a not-so-great Seattle defense, Ayuk would put up some numbers. But I'm watching that Thursday night game to seeing Kittle get all of it and Ayuk get nothing. It was a beautiful sight. Yeah, so Joe, Joe falls again, but Joe and Kiefer have been – Pretty consistent, Joe. I mean, Joe's been the owner of that team for a long time, but Joe's been very consistent. And this was the this was the payback for last year too, because they beat me because I. This is when we still had kickers. I had this feeling. I'm like, all right, well, like I'm checking out the weather. I'm like, oh, that kicker's not going to be good in that weather. Turns out he goes off, and then the kicker I had put up three points, and I would have won if I just would have left them in. So this was the payback game. I'm glad I moved on. Keith and Joe, well fought fight though. And it's funny because it was a three-point game and it could have came down to kickers again. Yep. So, thank God that yep. wasn't the case. Um, all right, last playoff game from last week. We had uh, Los Tres Piernes against All Have CTE by 33. Tim getting a pretty commanding win here with the league high, 154 over Cranes, 110. Um, Tim with a 40-piece from Jalen Hurts, which was like kind of – it was like a quiet 40 in the sense that like the Eagles played bad. Jalen Hurts actually played kind of bad last week too, except for a few throws in the second half. Um, but it's like 41 from a fantasy quarterback is huge. So like he played well. I don't think Najee scored that. He, Najee Harris had 17. He scored, yeah. Um, he only has scored 17 one other time this year when he had 29 in week 11 against Cincy. So he had a good week. Um, Jalen Waddle caught a bomb from uh, Tua in the second half. Yep. And everybody in Tim's team was just putting up points. Everybody was in double digits. I do want to talk about Donovan Peoples-Jones, who Tim picked up in early November. What was that? Great start. Yeah, added Donovan Peoples-Jones November 9th, who's been like a really consistent second flex with 13, 20, 13, uh, 17, and 14. He's been in double digits every week except for one since week five. So, like, so, I think Tim, very good yeah, pickup there. Yeah. So, and, like, something else, like, and I didn't even realize this till probably last week. Um, look at, like, when – and he's been putting up good numbers, but Deshaun Watson, since he came, like, he's been looking, like, his way, like, a lot. Like, uh, Peoples Jones, his targets have been, like, going up, and I have Cooper, so I'm obviously paying attention to that. His targets – Cooper's targets have been going down. So, um, yeah. I, I really hope that – it switches, <laughs> um, but Donovan Peoples Jones is looking like um, like the touchdown, like the touchdown type of guy that Deshaun Watson's looking for. While Amari Cooper is just kind of like the like going like slant guy, just like spread out the field. So um, I hope it switches up though, because I I can't afford that right now. 
Yeah, to have Donovan Peoples Jones score 13 points in a game where the final score was 13 to 3 is like that's rough. That's you're getting a lot of points out of a guy without much offense total. Yeah. Um, Crane, rough week from Dalton Schultz, who only gave him three. Um, kind of a rough week across the board. Just like nobody really being a difference maker. He had one, two, he had everybody in double digits except for Dalton Schultz, but two only coughed up 23. Joe Mixon with a quiet 11 and a half. Um, Dawson Knox did have 22 on the bench for Crane, and he actually, Brock Purdy on the bench was solid 22 also, but still the right move going to a. But I just think, like, Remarkable that Crane was in this position after several injuries this year, um, a huge blockbuster trade, and um, you know, happy to see Crane doing well in the league because when he's not doing well, it's he's just kind of bland about it. Yeah, and like it's one of those scenarios like like okay, like what if you put Dawson Knox in over Dalton Schultz? It wouldn't have made a difference, but I mean, still for him to make it to this point, put up one ten, um, it's it's just a really like. It's just a great like comeback like Cinderella story. Like you were kind of like low key rooting for Crane a little bit, um, but you're not going to be 154 <laughs> like that. It's just no. it's just hard to do that. I'm not sure how many times 154 was scored this year, but it can't be that many. Yeah, the one that well, the only matchup that like I could see it is when you beat me at what, what was it like 149 or like 144 or whatever. <laughs> we did have a shootout at one point. Let me see if I can look that up real quick. Yeah, man, it was crazy. That was the only other scenario. It was like, okay, like, really? We had 155 <laughs> in week four. Um, Crane had 158 in week nine against me. Damn, mm-hmm. I'm fucking run on. Um, <laughs> you had 155 again in week 11. Um, Crane had 156. Jesus, you too. And then... Bob had 154 last week. So, yeah, like 155 is the highest that's been scored this year. Right. And Tim was a point away from that. So, pretty good week from Tim. For sure. All right. Now, if we fast forward to the round two of the playoffs, the semis, Bob coming off of a bye. He had, I think his team would have scored 127 last week, if I looked at that correctly. So, wasn't actually, wasn't exactly lighting it up, but 127 still is like pretty high. Um, let's see, Bob this week, here's this lineup from top to bottom, Daniel Jones, Josh Jacobs, Mike Will- Williams, Christian Kirk, TJ Hawkinson, McCaffrey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and the Bengals D. Um, right away, I look at this and see five teams or five players on the road, but the teams that are home, I like TJ Hawkinson home against the Giants, McCaffrey at home against Washington, um, like Bob's lineup is good. He's his like flex guys are good. His like t- lineup from top to bottom is just very solid and reliable. It is, and um, going up against them, I don't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh Jacobs against the Steelers D. Um, I feel like that Steelers D like isn't as aggressive this year. So I'm hoping maybe they could just like pick it up, just like that end of the season type of vibe. Um, Something that I did enjoy to see, though, Mike Williams and Christian Kirk both have t- uh, tough matchups this week. Um, I hope they kind of just can disappear. But from Hawkinson, McCaffrey, and Juju, they all have some pretty decent matchups. Um, I really hope it's just going to be like a flop type of weekend for Bob. I mean, he put up 127, which is a pretty decent amount. So I hope this week he kind of just falls off and just watches me go to my potential uh, first burn one championship. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like these matchups this week are two veteran guys, both with titles, Bob and Tim, against two guys who have never been to a championship. I've only been to the semis once in 2019. I don't know if you've been here before. I'm not sure. That's something we're gonna have to go back and look. I I feel like I'm always finishing like fifth, sixth, or seventh. Yeah. Like once we started putting money up. Yeah, in the Kamish Crevera. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I I look at your team and like I think Jared Goff is kinda hot right now, so he's I think he'll be reliable for you. Um Weather is going to be a factor this weekend. It is going to be fucking cold in, like, um, I don't know if Chicago's at home. I know in Cleveland it's supposed to be, like, somewhere minus 10 to minus 20. So that doesn't look great for Josh Allen for me. Um, but, like, I don't know. There's Minnesota's in a dome, so they're fine. Um, San Fran is fine. Cleveland's going to be freezing. Green Bay's going to be – oh, in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. So – Jared, so the reason I am starting, so I usually, I have been going Dak like the past couple of weeks, but he's going against the birds. I'm putting my fanhood in this and I'm not starting <laughs> Dak Prescott. So Jared Goff is obviously the move. Carolina's defense. I mean, they're playing like a little bit better, but like you said, Jared Goff's hot right now. So I got to roll with them. Um, the indie running defense is not very good. And Austin Eckler, uh, and Eckler we trust. So I assume for him to put up some points. Um, Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, they're both in a dome. Jefferson, I think he's going to just continue to do his thing. And Mike Evans, I feel, um, as like the season's like going on or just due to like last week, I think Mike Evans is going to continue to find his fair share. Um, Kittle, I don't know what to think of it. I really hope he could just maybe put up at least 10 for me. That'll do. Um, Watson, hopefully he can find the end zone and, uh, Amari Cooper is who I'm really worrying about. I was telling you this before, Kriv. Um, it's going back and forth between him and Olave and it's actually Saints versus, uh, the Browns and the weather is going to be a huge factor in Cleveland. So, um, that's going to be a crapshoot and I'm, I'm just hoping I could get the best out of one of those two guys. It's just a matter of picking who. Well, you can think about it this way. You could look at the quarterbacks and Deshaun Watson is from Gainesville, Georgia. And let's see where Andy Dalton's from. Oh, man. <laughs> We're really freaking out the numbers. Andy Dalton's <laughs> from Texas. So they're both from the warmth. They're both probably inco- uncomfortable in the cold. But Andy Dalton also played several years in Cincinnati in cold weather, too. But I also don't think Andy Dalton ever won a playoff game. Yeah. I'm kind of like. Because so, the I'm Bengals kinda, haven't I, won a playoff game for like 30 years until this yeah, last year. Yeah. I have been leaning towards like. Olave as well, but I just feel like at some point Deshaun and Amari are just going to be on the same page, like one of these games. And this is like kind of the one game where I think it may happen, but I don't know. Then this is a tomorrow type of decision that I'm going to make and just not look back on it. Yeah, I have several of those to make. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the way I've been kind of like thinking about this, and I texted this to Tim too, is like, the winner of both our game and your game essentially wins 600 bucks because you're yep. locked into a, a bare minimum of the two spot. And you've yeah. already won 300 and I don't know how many weekly prizes you've won off the top of my head. I think I won two. At least one. So, like, you're already up 400 Yep. So you've Let's broken keep it going. Yeah, like, you could potentially be 1000 bucks up after this week on the season. 
Yup, gotta break the bank, man. Come on. Let's keep rolling, dude. Coach Jay and the beans. Let's get these beans, dog. All right, now speaking of Tim, uh, Kenny Blankenship, myself, plays Las Trace Piernes in the battle of the seven and the three seed. Um, I'm favored to win, but I'm pretty sure that's just because uh, um, Jalen Hurts is inactive this week. So Tim picked up Gardner Minshew. I actually tried to pick up Gardner. Like, I, I put in a bid for him just to, like, try to block Tim, um, and it didn't pick up. So I only had, like, four bucks left because I burned, like, 45 on someone to block Crane, who he didn't even bid on in week 14. <laughs> but regardless, um, I've my problem right now is, like, I have a bunch of floor players who I'm not sure who to start. Like, Corderell Patterson has been solid, solid good, like, 10 to 12 points a game. Brian Robinson's getting a ton of carries, but he's at San Francisco, like one of the best defenses in the league. Then I was able to scoop up Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, who were like kind of splitting carries for Indy last year. Deion Jackson's the pass catcher. Zach Moss got 24 carries last week, but it was while they were up like 33 points. So like it kind of makes it seem like he's the running back too. Um, Darius Slayton is currently on my bench, but he's still like averaging six to eight targets a game. Adam Thielen's in my lineup, but he didn't like catch a pass until the fourth quarter last week. But he still scored thirteen because he scored that touchdown. Yeah. So like, I I just think I need to get fucking trashed and make some decisions at some point here. Yeah, I and like it's fine. I think like the lineup is set up until like you see the flexes. Um, it's just bouncing back and forth between like Darius Slayton and Zach Moss and. Jacoby Myers, like, could it be the game? Like, Myers finally does, like, how are, how has Myers been, like, as of recent? Ah, uh, yeah, he hasn't really he been doing stuff. my lineup. He's not yeah. going anywhere near my lineup. Trust while me, man. I've, uh, Mason, or fuck, what's his name? Mac Jones is taking snaps. Yeah, trust me. I've been through the Jacoby Myers run last year. It's It gets annoying as shit. Um, he was good when Bailey Zappi was playing. Yeah, he was. He was getting a lot of targets. Um, but... Um, Zach Moss, I think is a start. I think you got to put him in over Brian Robinson. That's San Fran. And you have San Fran defense in. So it's like, you don't really know who you're like. It's kind of hard to like root for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Brian Um, Robinson would have had 19 points if they didn't call back that bullshit touchdown last week. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a game where San Fran ends up taking over though. And the Chargers rush defense is atrocious. So if it's me, I would like to start Zach Moss, but that's uh, a you getting hammered and deciding type of thing. So um, I'll let you be the judge of that. Yeah, we'll see. Then Tim's got, you know, also my like issue right now that I don't love, I have five guys on the road this week, whereas Tim has uh, eight of his nine players are all at home. Oh, my goodness. And, like, wow. It's <laughs> not something to that. really look into, but like it's something to take note of. I feel like yeah. guys play better at home. Yeah, I'm the, I definitely I did not even realize that until you said something. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts being out, it does a lot for me. It it helps my chances, and I hate that I'm like, uh, I don't even want to say it. Yeah, I, I don't we'll like just it. move on from that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the situation. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Like I said, winner of both of our games is going to win at least six hundred bucks. I and, and just to re- refresh everybody, Jock, you already won the three hundred because you had total points scored for the season. Yeah. Um we have six hundred for second place and twenty seven hundred for first place. Honestly, I don't give a fuck about the money. You know what I want is that fucking green jacket where I wear it around two members and they have to pay for my food and drinks. Yeah. I want I want the, the trophy, like No, it depends who wins. That's what I'm gonna use the slush one for. 
Oh, okay, okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, because I... What an honor that would be. Oh, my God, I can wear that thing out all the fucking time. Like, that's the best... Honestly, that's what I'm, like, excited for most, or the trophy, like... Oh, like, getting the trophy from Florida is going to be a bitch, but... Either that way. is. Bob's going to lose it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, a lot of exciting things happening in the league. Um, I don't really have much more for this podcast, but, I mean... Obviously, we wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas and spend time with your family, spend time with your loved ones, your homies, watch a lot of football. I hope you guys are able to chill out from work and like actually enjoy yourselves a little bit. And hopefully this shitty rain turns into snow and we can all be happy and frolic. Yeah, we're all hoping for a white Christmas. Uh, that would always be nice. I'm not the biggest fan of the snow, but like you see that on Christmas, you're like, oh, okay, like that's <laughs> – it's it's just it's just magical, just yeah, <laughs> sensational. Um, but now seriously, um, like we all work like really hard. It's just nice to have this time all spend it with your loved ones. So like, and I'm wishing that uh, for the league, and not just for the league, but just like all like just everyone that like means something to me. So much love to like all you guys. Yeah, and pretty soon the the season will be over, and that'll be the tenth burn one for rookie season wrapped up, um, which is nuts to think. And then we'll be on to right. eleven and. I think some of the things we'll vote on are like the relegation league. Um, I don't really think there's much else to vote on. Maybe maybe a little buy-in increase due to inflation, but I don't want oh, that Jesus. to freak out. Here, no, don't even. Uh, I think we got to just keep it at this for this year, man. Um, I don't know. I really hope to be honest, man. Like this has been like like the tenth year. I think it's been like such a great year. Um, we had like teams like break up, like go like on their own. And like, some have had good years. Some have had like not so good years. Um, I think all the rules that like we made, like leading up to the draft, I think that they were all very good as well. I think the buy-in as of right now is in a really good spot. Um, yeah, man, this 10th year has been like quite a wild ride. And I'm not saying that just because of, like that me being in playoffs, I'm just saying like overall, it's just been a lot of like really great competition, a lot more strategy with the 14 teams, um, but yeah, that's like, that's what I have to say about that. And I hope like everyone feels the same way. Yeah. And it's looking like the draft next year will be Saturday, August 26th. Um, that's usually the last Saturday of the month is when we do it. So Saturday, August 26th, we should probably sanction you if you don't make it to the draft. It's Randy's um, birthday. So I'll be there. Don't worry, guys. Is it really Randy's birthday that day? Yep, it's Randy's birthday. So everyone that's hearing this right now is getting a really good laugh, but I will be there. So fuck you all. <laughs> all right, perfect. Um, <laughs> all right, dude, I got nothing else. Anything else from your end, Jack? Nah, man, just glad to do the pod. Um, maybe championship week we get one more in, uh, depending just on our schedules and everything. But um, nah, man, it's been um, it's been a good time, man, as always. Yeah, I guess next week I'll be driving out to Utah, but we definitely want to do one. Um, Maybe one Thursday or something like that. Dude, we get one for like four days. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I didn't even realize you were. I did not even realize you were driving. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Enjoy the time off. We'll talk to you soon. Much love, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs>
Get up for show. Haters wanna be me, soldier boy. I'm the man. Okay, they be hard. 